The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 1193. Today, how political will The Last Jedi be? Plus some fantastic news about a Last Jedi trailer. Punch it, Chewie. This is Bobby Roberts, formerly of Full of Sith, and you are listening to Star Wars 7 by 7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, coming back at you from the studio in New Hampshire, sweet home New Hampshire. And I got to thinking about this idea of the politics, potentially, of The Last Jedi because of something from the NYCC descriptions. And I'll get to that in a moment. But here's the thing about Star Wars. It has been openly political, although the politics of Star Wars don't necessarily fall on, you know, one side or the other, Okay. I mean, it's very widely known that the Vietnam War was an inspiration for the original Star Wars trilogy, and you could look at the the Ewok Stormtrooper battle in Return of the Jedi as very much inspired by the Vietnam War. And then, of course, Order 66 was very much inspired by the Night of the Long Knives, which happened in 1934 when the Nazis carried out a series of executions that were designed to cement Hitler into power. And... You know, there is talk about how in Attack of the Clones, the stuff that happened in the Senate, that it was very much inspired by the Bush administration. That one doesn't hold water for me simply because of the timing, because principal photography on Attack of the Clones happened in July through September of 2000 and reshoots were in March of 2001. So, you know, none of the Bush administration stuff that people complain about even took place during Attack of the Clones. That was something that people kind of, you know, glommed onto it or said, oh, isn't it funny how there are things that mirror it and stuff like that. So as much as Star Wars has been inspired by real world political events, it also seems to become a mirror in itself of political events that have happened in the aftermath thereof. That being said, I'm not really expecting The Last Jedi to be a very political movie or to have overtones that can be drawn against any political situation now or in the past or anything like that. I mean, when you think about the original trilogy, there's only really one outright mention of any sort of political world, and that has to deal with the dissolution of the Senate, or the dissolving of the Senate? Yeah, the dissolution, yeah. (laughs) The Senate being dissolved, and um, the regional governors keeping people in line and that sort of thing. Like, that's the real... That's really the only overt political statement of any kind or a reference to a political environment in the original trilogy. Meanwhile, the prequel trilogy, of course, is all about politics, right? I mean, not entirely, okay, but just it's a thread that runs through the whole thing because you have a republic that gets overthrown. And so how is it going to get overthrown? There has to be some political machination in addition to all the military machination that happens. So, yeah absolutely going to be political overtones regardless. There's really no help for it, right? And so then you get to the sequel trilogy, and there's very little about the politics of things at all. I mean, you know that there's a republic, and you know that there's a resistance, okay? And that resistance has risen up against the First Order. And, of course, there's the utter and complete destruction of the seat of government, the Hosnian system. So, 
yeah, that happens. But that's really the only thing that we understand about any sort of political environment inside the sequel trilogy so far. And so the reason I'm wondering about whether the political is going to be involved at all, any sort of political sphere or spectrum or anything like that will be a part of The Last Jedi, has to do with the discussion of Kylo Ren's helmet that was on display during the Costumes and Props exhibit at New York Comic Con. So the reason why he was wearing the helmet, at least as described by the little data card that went with the helmet on display, is that it was to keep his identity secret as he delved deeper into the powers of the dark side of the Force. But is there really a reason for Snoke to keep his identity secret anymore? I'm assuming that it was Snoke wanting to keep uh, Ben Solo, a.k.a. Kylo Ren's identity, a secret, and he was probably waiting for the right time to be able to reveal it. But is there any reason for him not to have it be known to the galaxy now? I don't think so. And so far, the only glimpses that we've gotten of Kylo Ren, whether it's in the teaser trailer or whether it's in still photos, it's all been of him with the mask off. I don't think we've yet seen him with the mask on. And then, of course, there is that famous shot in the teaser of the mask on the floor and it's destroyed and there's all sorts of what looks like broken glass around it. So it's possible that Snoke has decided that his identity is not going to be secret any longer. And for those of you who have not read Star Wars Bloodline, the novel by Claudia Gray, or who do not remember me talking about it here on the podcast, it was revealed about six years before the events of The Force Awakens that Leia is the daughter of Darth Vader, and that was used as a means to defeat her political career, to end her political career. Of course, it turns out to be one of those, you know, we'll see things like, is it a good thing or a bad thing? We'll see, because it actually gave her the impetus to break away from the Republic and start the Resistance, which was a hugely necessary thing. So, you know, they kind of did her and the Republic a favor by getting her out of politics. That being said, now, with the shape that the Republic is in, which is to say that it's been utterly decimated and all of its ruling people have been wiped out, Leia is probably the best, nearest thing to a leader that anybody in the Republic could look to, right? And so it would be in Snoke's best interest to find a way to undermine her leadership and authority. And what better way to do that by to say, oh, yeah, and her son is working for me now. Ha ha ha. So while I don't think we're going to have a lot of politics whatsoever in the movie, I do think that there are opportunities for the political to be addressed in very personal ways. And... That is what I have to say about that as far as the, as the uh, political stuff goes. I do have some great news to share with you about the final trailer for The Last Jedi, and that's coming up after the break. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com TFA to get right there. And inside, you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com slash tfa welcome back all right so i'm recording this on sunday afternoon and the announcement has been made by star wars on their official social media accounts that the trailer is coming and it's coming during monday night football tomorrow which is today i'm recording sunday it's coming monday and it is in the vikings bears game so mark hamill knew what he was talking about but of course if you've been listening to the podcast for a while you know that i've been talking about this too that 
this is the right time for it, right? We knew it was going to come in October. That's when it happened for The Force Awakens. And we got one in October for Rogue One as well. So, yep, it makes perfect and utterly complete sense. So... Yes, of course I will be doing a full trailer breakdown. That will be coming to you by Tuesday morning at the latest. You know, I don't know, maybe we'll do something special Monday night just to, you know, jump on it right away because, of course, that's all anybody's going to want to be talking about. So until then, rest up, get ready. I'm excited. I know you're excited. It's going to be fantastic. Thank you so much for listening, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you try to rescue the Chancellor, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a scheme by a grievous, it's destiny unleashed. not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.